0: To connect people and provoke them to be about something bigger than themselves. Momentum is generated in a culture where people long to be a part of a cause more than being a part of a congregation, thus, creating a network of lives bonded together through authentic relationships. I guess you could call me a recovering church hater, emphasis on recovering. Even my first draft of this book still had undertones that came across as negative. Hey, I'm healing. The Bible uses the word holy to mean sacred or set apart for a special purpose. A holy life is about living to the fullness of what life was set apart for in the first place. Anything else is profane. I'm writing this book because I love the church and can envision all that it could be. This book reflects my own journey toward a new way of thinking about how church is done. It gives an account of failures that fueled new ideas. I'm not trying to supply a model, but tell a story of how we have structured our church to connect, empower, and release people with passion. The idea is to cultivate a deeper understanding of the shift that needs to take place if churches want to implement a simplified strategy of ministry that connects faith with real life. This book examines the life of Jesus in relation to his desires to see others invited into community. Jesus loved to see messy lives intersect. become beacons for the gospel. Many churches want to experience true biblical community. My ambition is to stimulate people to prioritize and embrace the outrageous intent of community in their churches. Part 1 The New Church Chapter 1 The Church and the Chihuahua Club Becoming a Church Leader I never want to be a pastor. Those were words that repeatedly echoed in my heart growing up. It's almost cliché to say that I, who now love my career choice, once considered church leadership to be the dirtiest job ever. I believed that being a pastor was the equivalent of having a root canal without Novocaine, a self-induced decision that would inflict pain to the roots of my soul. It seemed so masochistic. Having grown up as a pastor's kid, I was all too familiar with the exhaustive conversations that centered on church and church issues. Whether it was in the car, we were a family of six that crammed into a 1973 gremlin, or around the dinner table, we were always discussing the subculture of Christians and their gathering place called church. Those who were unchurched were a recurring topic of conversation. It wasn't unchurched people whom we spent hours talking about. It was church people and their intolerant response to the unchurched. My father had a passion to reach those outside the church and love them into a growing relationship with their Redeemer. He also committed his life to moving people out of the pews to engage with culture. Dad always included us kids in his pursuit of seeing lives changed. Frequently on Saturday mornings, he would recruit my younger brother and me to roam the neighborhood in search of Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses so we could invite them to our house. They would usually come over and have something to eat, spend time with our family, and share spiritual values. Later, when I was a high school student, my dad offered me a group leader role in his ministry, taking students into the inner city to reach out to drug addicts, prostitutes, alcoholics, and the homeless. Growing up, I had an inherent desire to be a part of something significant. Something that would impact lives. Even now, I believe that deep inside each of us is the desire to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. None of us want to spend our days feeling as though our lives have no value, worth, or purpose. But, as far as I could see, church was not the place to experience something bigger. As a young adult, I had a few bad church experiences that aligned me with a personal equivalent of the cinematic aphorism. Hasta la vista, baby. I wanted nothing to do with organized institutional church or those within it. You know which ones I'm talking about. The judgmental, holier-than-thou, self-righteous, don't-take-my-seat-or-my-front-row-parking-spot-it's-all-about-me type of churchgoers. I had become a cynic and a doubter of the Bride of Christ. Oddly, though I had become bitter toward insiders, I was neurotic about reaching outsiders, creating an unhealthy dichotomy of expression. I was inviting people into the church while at the